Hey, uh, hey, Matt, I've, I've had a really cool idea for a podcast. I, I think mm-hmm. we should do a podcast on the topic of disagreeing with people. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about that. That sounds pretty silly. What? That's a great idea. What are you talking about? That's a brilliant no. idea, Matt. You don't know what you're talking about. It's a great idea. It's my idea. Click next to continue. Uh, welcome everyone to another episode of Click Next to Continue. Uh, I'm Raf Dolanowski and I've also got Matt Smith with me today. How are you going, Matt? I am fantastic, Raf. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm, uh, I'm doing very well because I'm excited about uh, the topic we're covering today. Um, unlike yourself in that intro. Um, so uh, the topic I want to talk about today is how to disagree productively. Uh, and, and I guess disagreement is something that uh, happens very often. Um, and, and I think that very often the outcome of a disagreement is very much in the control of the parties um, that are part of that disagreement. So both sides or three sides or, or four sides, however many they are. Um, and I think it's important to understand where disagreements come from um, and their value in in helping evolve an idea, further a concept and better understand, I guess, everyone's perspective. So I think that the first thing I want to, I guess, um, pose to you, maybe a question um, is, why do you think disagreement is important? Um, well, I, I th- yeah, first off, I think I'm probably the wrong guest to have on here because I'm, I'm probably not the best at disagreeing, but I do. I disagree. Okay, <laughs> I do. I, I, I do. But I do really think it is um, important when done done in the right way. Uh, I think there's a lot of different reasons. I mean, I think the reason that I like disagreement is because it's a way of testing my ideas. So, my, from my personal mm-hmm. perspective, if I'm having, you know, you and I uh, have disagreed on things um, in a in a work context a lot, and that's been really valuable. Heatedly, heatedly. Yeah, so you know, some sometimes, <laughs> um, you know, and and sometimes it's surprising where the disagreements come from, and and uh, probably something that would be good to talk about is quite often where it's got the same actual opinion, but we're looking at it from two different angles, mm-hmm. and um, yep. so I think it's really good because it forces you to talk through your ideas, and I've definitely had disagreements where it's helped me form a stronger opinion about something mm-hmm. and understand why I think that way. Um, you know, it's, I think it's important to understand where your opinions and your, your thoughts around things come from. Uh, mm-hmm. But then there's other times where I have, you know, realized I've been pretty wrong as well. And I think that's the most valuable thing is really, you know, finding out when you're, when you're wrong. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, you know, the, the, the thing that for me, uh, disagreement is really important because no idea has gotten better by everyone just agreeing. Um, cause you know, otherwise everyone would go into a meeting room and someone would pitch an idea, um, and everyone would go, that's great. And then everyone would leave and, and the idea hasn't mm-hmm. evolved. Um, so I think, you know, th- that disagreement is, is very much an opportunity to look at something and look at ways for potentially improving it. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, really important, I guess, in the context of, of if you're, um, having a conversation with a client or a team member or a manager or whatever, is to understand where that, I guess, disagreement, why it's happening, what their perspective is, and then either further clarify um, what it is that that does, I guess, your perspective, or to your point, you know, get a fresh perspective and actually go, oh, my assumptions or my idea or, or my thinking around this can actually be improved, 
or in some cases, hey, you know, I'm completely wrong. So, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I think that's that's the great value of disagreement is it validates, it gets everyone more comfortable and it's a platform for improving things. Um, as I said, you know, everyone agreeing doesn't really benefit something to evolve further. Yeah, and I, I think where it can be a, a real problem is when everyone, when people do disagree, but they don't voice it. And you, this happens at work a lot. And there's different power structures and different hierarchies and different companies. But, you know, sometimes people might not feel they can speak up about something or, or, or sometimes mm -hmm. they just they just don't want to have some sort of confrontation. And then it festers over time as well. And then it can actually, you know, something that could be an easy conversation over time can turn into something else. And we see this a lot in personal relationships with friends and loved ones where, you know, if, if you don't have open, honest conversations, something really small can just build up over time and just get yeah. a, a lot worse and, and you build a lot of anxiety around it or, you know, it turns into what well, could have been a simple conversation turns into a full-blown argument later on down the track. So I think that's yeah. something uh, important as well. We're not just talking about, you know, we're not talking about arguing here. We're, we're talking about when there's, you know, two different views on something or someone, yep. you know, there's a disagreement around what's what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, and I think that's a really important distinction. You know, disagreement and argument are two different things. I think, you know, for me, argument is is already kind of quite combative. Um, and, and generally speaking, I think arguing um, a point um, is probably, you know, how you go down a fairly slippery slope where, you know, you, it becomes a confrontation and disagreement isn't necessarily a confrontation. It's the catalyst for a constructive conversation. Um, and that's what it really, really should be. And hopefully, you know, in, in the course of this podcast, that's, that's kind of what we highlight and some techniques for sort of doing this. Um, hmm. I think the other thing that, yeah, go. No, no that's right. I, I was just going to say about another point around why I think disagreements are important and, and probably more kind of public disagreements and specifically online um mm -hmm. sometimes you know uh, i don't think i'm particularly good at this but, but having the disagreements online it's not a great way of changing someone's mind um it really depends yep. on what what people are kind of how they're coming at it uh, i like to ask a lot of questions and kind of put my opinion in the mix to to then have that back and forth some people are not as open to it um sometimes mm -hmm. it can turn into a you know a proper argument which is which is bad but mm -hmm. I think having those public disagreements is really important too because there there is an audience and, and it's not uh, in the sense of there's an audience and, you know, the audience can, you know, back you up or jump in or, the, the you know, you, you're doing it for likes or, you know, to look cool. But some people don't feel they can speak up for a variety of different reasons or they just, you know, they don't just don't want to. And sometimes, you know, I've had opinions about things, but I've thought that I've probably wrong and I can't quite put my finger on, you know, why I have that opinion. But then seeing a conversation or overhearing a conversation, that can help me kind of form my opinions a bit more too. So kind of vicariously okay. being part of the the disagreement or observing a disagreement can be can be valuable too. Yeah, no, that's actually a, a very good point that I, I didn't think of that kind of being a, 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 an observer of a disagreement unfolding and, and kind of being able to get both sides of the conversation, um, you know, allows you to form your own view and, and form a better understanding of, of a topic. So that, that's actually a, a really valid point for, a, for, I guess, you know, fly on the wall type of... Uh, situation there's a really interesting thing that happens when you when you do have you know these sort of online discussions that other people can see over the years i, I get messages from people that i don't know personally and they say oh I, you know 
I thought it was a really great conversation seeing that because I felt that way for quite a while and haven't really been able to bring that up or I'm going through this at work at the moment and no one agrees with me and it just feels good to see that. And yep. um, when you get messages like that, it really opens your eyes up to, uh, you know, how many people are kind of holding some of this this stuff back? That's exactly it. It kind of it it, it does kind of connect, and I guess it, it doesn't necessarily connect, you know, in a cult sense. It's like, oh, I thought you were right, and and kind of your way is the only way. Because I think it, it is important to understand that there isn't out of a disagreement, there isn't a winner and a loser. It, it should be a win win outcome that sort of everyone kind of comes out of that having um, got an additional information. And then there's now a common view because whatever was leading to that disagreement has now been clarified, verified, um, and, and rationalized into one sort of point of view. And, and I think that yeah. brings, um, me to, to the next point is when do disagreements happen? Um, and, and you know, for, for example, for me, I think, you know, one of the, one of the big reasons a lot of uh, disagreements happen, um, is often assumptions, um, where uh, if you're having a conversation with someone and there's assumptions on both parties around particular aspects of it and, and mm -hmm. you know, someone's assuming that you're coming from a particular point of view, you're assuming something else, or there's an assumption around uh, thinking from a work context, there's an assumption around how something's going to look or how something should function or the theories behind um, the design of something. And, and again, that kind of goes back to not kind of being voicing all the information that's necessary to 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 prevent uh, a disagreement happening. Um, yeah. What do you think? What are other maybe situations that that I guess lead to disagreement? Well, I think disagreement comes from people caring about something. Really, um, you know, you, you're not going to start disagreeing if you don't care about the the topic or have some sort of stake in it in some way. So mm -hmm. I think that's important to understand, and I think that's a, a way of helping disagreements become a lot more productive is understanding what that what that person actually cares about I, I, you know there is there is an element of people wanting to look smarter that you know that can happen for sure mm -hmm. um, the assumptions you know you mentioned that that's absolutely right and those are real traps when you're disagreeing online and when i'm saying online it doesn't necessarily just mean social media it could be um you know on slack with a work colleague and things like that w when you do have that audience element we spoke about before um you, you can get kind of that tribal mentality and then it is a bit of yep. one-upmanship and you know you, you do start doing it because you're getting good feedback for it um, rather than trying to seek the truth or find out, you know, who's who's right or wrong or get to a, some sort of conclusion. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, th I think those are – I've even forgotten what your question was, to be honest, Raph. Um, all, 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 that, all, that, all that is in the back of my mind is we are agreeing too much on this topic right now and, uh, <laughs> and I'm losing interest. We need a fight. We need a okay. – give me something I don't um, agree with. Oh, I don't know. Uh, what, what do you? What, what's the greatest action movie uh, of all time? <laughs> no, I think I think we agree on that one. That's the problem. Um, <laughs> Just to clarify, the greatest action movie of all time is Predator. Changed my mind. Um, but uh, so I guess I think you know where disagreements come from. Again, is is um, you know to that point. Um, let, let's take something that it, it is a movie. Um, it can come from somewhere that's very um, subjective. So, you know, there's a lot of cases that there's objective uh, disagreement, which is someone has a series of facts that they align with and then they're basing their perspective or their angle into a disagreement based on those facts and their perspective. And, and 
for them, it's quite objective. It's a logical kind of arrival at like, hey, this is my position through me logically looking at the information I know and the facts and how things work. And then you've got kind of the other end who may be coming from a slightly different perspective, leveraging different facts or, or knowing different things. Um, a common one, I guess, that still unfortunately pops up a lot in learning is the disagreement around learning styles. Um, you have some people who have been objective because learning styles for them, like, you know, yeah, of course, learning styles is the methodology we need to apply to learning. And, you know, it makes so much sense. Um, and I've been using it for years and people have been saying the learning's great. Um, and then you might have someone on the other angle who's been reading the other side of that literature, um, kind of picking about more. And they're, I guess, um, they're looking at the learning from a different measure of success. So very often what you find is people who align with learning styles, they align their metrics of successful learning based on preference and based on how people like it. So the person who likes watching video, they got it as video. The person who likes reading, they got it as reading. So they were both happy. So, hey, obviously it must be successful. Um, and then on the other side of that argument, you've got someone going, well, I don't care about that. I care about the actual learning outcomes and the performance outcomes. I don't really care if someone likes it or not, so long as the performance outcomes are actually happening. And that's kind of where you can get, I guess, this objective disagreement. Um, but at the same time, you can get subjective uh, disagreements as well. Um, so I guess, you know, to the point of you create something and you go, oh, I really think that this mock-up should be purple. And someone going, oh, I actually prefer green. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's often quite challenging in those situations because there isn't an objective foothold to take with, okay, well, the reason it's green um, is because I prefer green. That sort of argument's never going to go anywhere. If you're able to say hey, the reason it's green is because the branding of the company is green, that's a bit more of an objective conversation. So I think one of the big things is understanding that if you're having a subjective um, discussion or disagreement, it'll probably be really, really hard to get the other person to agree with you at some point because you may never like, you know, I hate licorice. My father-in-law loves licorice. He will never convince me to like licorice and I will never convince him that licorice tastes terrible. So it, it's never going to be a situation where we're on the same page around that um, because we're coming from subjective perspectives on it. But aren't all disagreements really subjective in a way? anyway oh i don't know if i agree with that uh, but I, I probably do actually but, <laughs> but uh, go on expand on that please no well, why why would you why would you disagree with that um well, I, I i think i was just trying to um disagree with you um that was the, really <laughs> the only reason I, I guess you know if i kind of you know looked at it and i said well you know no but my 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 perspective is based on data um and, and metrics and you know figures and facts there's always an interpretation so I guess that's where the subjectiveness comes into it. We can both look at the same situation based on our life experience, based on how we approach things, how risk averse we are, what we've seen work in the past. All these things can, I guess, make our disagreement become subjective because like, we're both looking at the same thing, the objective bit, and then our interpretation of it and what the correct way forward is, is then, I guess, painted or, or, or tinted by our experience and, and all our individual factors well yeah i, I don't know i just yeah. um thinking about it then i mean i think any disagreement that i can think of as has has emotion involved in it and when they yep. start to form into you know full-on kind of fights or arguments then um you know that's when the emotion really boils up and one of the best ways to diffuse a, an argument is really just to not care enough about it or you know if, if, you, if one person doesn't really care the, the disagreement kind of stops um, yeah, but you know, thinking about it in a work context, 
when there is disagreement, it's it's important to kind of bring things back and, and make it about the actual work. Yeah, make it's sure not it's personal. Not about, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not personal. And, you know, if someone is trying to change someone's mind, they're going to be trying to use emotion to try and persuade someone. But it's important to take the, the emotion out of it in terms of you, you having some sort of emotional stake in it, you know, just mm. trying to find common ground to find out what you do agree on to kind of build upon that and, and trying to really think about what what are we actually trying to get out of this conversation here? Are we just locking horns because it's fun? Are we just yeah. we just don't like each other, so we're doing it? You know, w- w- let's bring it back to the purpose of what we're trying to achieve here as well. And that can be hard because sometimes when you do get into one of these yeah. one of these disagreements, it starts just evolving into something that that becomes completely outside of what the original intention was. Yeah. And I think there's there's probably you know a, a skill there in itself of, of I guess having that awareness of yourself and, and emotional awareness and that ability to I guess keep your own personal self from being over invested in an idea so w- w- the disagreement isn't you know someone you know saying hey you're you're crap at your what you're doing or you're an idiot it, it's an idea and, and how much I guess attachment you, you can care about an idea but then if you put too much of yourself, I guess, you know, personally into it and invest too much emotion and you start to see the disagreement as an attack on, on I guess, who you are and your perspective, um, that's where I guess you start to lead down that path of having an argument and that's where it becomes quite combative. So I think there's a, there's a skill there in itself to being able to kind of step back and go, all right, what, what's, what's the outcome we're looking for here? And the outcome is ultimately to resolve this disagreement and kind of understand it and get everyone on the same page. So taking a step back and being able to just listen and, and kind of allow all parties to kind of voice their opinions. Um, and then I think, you know, look for common ground. Um, you know, everyone's, if you're working on a project, everyone's working towards having that project be successful. Like you'd hope so. There's no one going to be in the team deliberately undermining it. So, okay, there's, there's some common ground. And then kind of find common ground and then kind of build on that and, and kind of see where, where you sort of end up. And, and that might mean that um, your perspective has to change a little bit um, to allow for some new insights or, or, or an idea that you kind of hadn't considered and someone else did. Um, and again, kind of end up with this, this final agreement being based on something that everyone's felt heard um, and everyone's had a constructive conversation around it because they haven't, I guess, invested too much emotion into it and taken it as a personal attack they've just viewed it as as a conversation to kind of validate a line and, and move forward yeah and i think um the technology can be a barrier to that and i remember we set up a rule like we, when i first started pure learning we because anyone could kind of work anywhere we'd often be talking about work stuff on slack and yep. when there was three rounds of back and forth so you know i disagree with this i disagree with this and kind of going back and forth pick up the phone because yes usually you you both have the same opinion but you are just articulating it in a different way or you're making assumptions or you think you're talking about something else and just getting on the phone and just hearing the other person's voice and being able to talk it out that that would save us literally hours of talking through feedback and ideas around things. Um, Text is is very hard, um, you know, and you're just projecting 
assumptions and you're just projecting intentions on the other person. And I think that that caused a lot of problems. Yeah, I think that but, the format of technology is, is you know, there's a post and then you respond and you respond. And you respond. There isn't like a, it sounds like there isn't a listening component. Like it, it, the idea is you're applying to a message and it kind of just goes down this yeah tit for tat conversation. Um, very much kind of ends up being about yeah kind of getting that one up. Um, and, and it doesn't allow for, I guess, you know, actual thought or, or, you know, being even able to kind of articulate it over the phone, you kind of find the same language, the tone, I think the tone diffuses these situations quite a lot, you know, in a, in a text message, you can't really convey tone. So what might just be a, you know, short message kind of saying, yeah, but I don't agree with this, da, da, da. the tone can be perceived as being quite angry or abrupt or something like that. Whereas in your head the delivery of that is like just kind of oh no i don't just like a light dismissal of something and and yeah picking up that phone um is a lot better than kind of you know you see those email trails uh where it starts out with two people and then someone else gets cc'd and then you end up with 12 people cc'd and it's just you know passive aggressive 101 um and no productivity actually happening yeah I think the other really important part of this conversation is, you know, we, I said at the start, I'm not very qualified or a good guest to kind of talk about this. I don't think either of us really are because <laughs> we, because we are in a pretty good position of privilege. We, you know, we're, we're, I'm middle-aged, you're approaching middle-aged, um, uh, you know, white dudes, um, you know, you're, you, let's, I'm, I'm young at heart, you I'm young at heart. You're, yeah, <laughs> you are, you are, you're a young soul, but you, you know, um, you, you physically are quite a, um, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? A commanding presence or rather. Yeah. No, or, ha- and handsome, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, I, I get what you're saying, you know, you but, know, being but, six foot five and a hundred kilos kind of, get you a little bit of of i'm pretty sure i have a gravitational pull it, there's, <laughs> uh but, but but there's 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 that for sure um but but more importantly you know um you've got to consider other people have different if we're talking about work and, and relationships of work and i've got a couple of people in my family at the moment who are having some some issues at work where they they work in quite hierarchical structures where there is very yeah. ex- Explicit and implicit um, kind of ideas of power and, and people having superiority and things like that, where it is very hard to kind of speak up. And if people do, they mm-hmm. are actually punished for it in different ways. Um, but then there's, there's 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 people who just just generally don't feel like they have um, that, that they can speak up to. So I think that's mm-hmm. a that's a really big challenge, and I think that's something that companies we're talking about it just in a business context. So kind of put society aside for a minute companies need to be pretty aware of that and i know from from running teams like that's something that i've really struggled with is is how do you create an environment where everyone can speak up and yes, yep. um certainly something i haven't haven't mastered but it's something that everyone needs to really be aware of because mm-hmm. it's it's one thing to have a team meeting and say everyone's opinions welcome but there's there's so many things kind of underlying the dynamics there that you really need to be actually it's an ongoing battle to 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 kind of make level the playing field and, and make things fairer and give people more opportunity to be able to speak up and, and voice their opinions yeah and i think that side of things is actually quite challenging because if if someone has come from an organization or an environment where there is a clear hierarchy and they're used to someone i guess telling them what to do and you just do that 
in my experience, it's actually very difficult to help those people kind of actually know that they're in a position to disagree. Um, and there isn't, I guess, a, well, my, what I say goes purely because, you know, I'm higher up in the hierarchy. I mean, that, that that's arbitrary. What should go is the better idea. And, you know, it, it's something that actually is, again, uh, almost a skill is being someone who kind of gets comfortable enough to be able to disagree. And, and again, you know, that goes to the type of organization um, that you like to work in. If you do work in an organization that has a really strong hierarchy and of people, you know, wanting to tell you what to do and, and not have anything come back the other way, it can be quite challenging to be able to, you know, present your ideas um, or, or kind of, you know, disagree that something's not going to work or it, it can be improved. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, it, it, it's a case of testing the waters and, and kind of, I guess, taking baby steps. Um, so, so being able to, I guess, one, find that common ground. So, so making sure that it's not a case of, you know, you've got two people or two perspectives coming from different sides of it and kind of hitting in the middle and, and one's kind of pushing one thing, uh, things one way and the other one's pushing the other. It's more about finding that common ground and then just kind of, you know, having two parallel paths and trying to get them as close to each other um, and, and trying to have, I guess, disagreements from, from sort of that perspective. Uh, mm -hmm. Something else uh, sort of touched on is, I guess, you know, um, so obviously disagreements in different contexts are, are kind of easier or harder to have. What happens when I guess the disagreement you're having is is with a client, um, and, and basically, and I've seen this in the past and experienced it, is the client's basically gone, well, I think this, and you'll do it because I'm the client, and like the client's always right. Like, how how do you approach that? Well, if it's if it's got to that point, um, you know, I think that that they're paying you. So it really, well, it depends on what type of work you're doing. So if they're yep. paying you for an output and they're dictating something um, and it's gotten to that point, I think the, the real work is making sure that you have a good relationship where it doesn't get to that point. Um, yep. If it gets to that point, I think, you, you know, you, that's the relationship, that's the contract that you've signed. Um, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think that's a very good way for that client to act. And I personally, that's not something that I would define as a good client. And I'd, I'd walk away from that yes. client if that was, if that was happening, as you know. Yep. Um, but I think, I think it's about just like we we're talking about building a good dynamic where there can be some productive disagreement. You do need to, at every step of the way with clients or, you know, more broadly just with colleagues or, um, you know, internal stakeholders as well, you, you need to be building that relationship where you can have productive disagreements and, and get them to understand that you're not disagreeing because you just want to control or you don't have any ulterior motives. It's about doing the best possible work as well. So I think that's mm. just an ongoing good consulting practice, you know, that you just need to do that. Um, at that point, yeah, I mean, what, what else? I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts? Like what, what else could you do? If it got to that point where they said, I'm putting my foot down, I'm the client, just do it this way apart from ripping up the contract um that's that's what you're gonna that's what you're gonna have to do really yeah i i think that's it i think you know that that's that's a situation of um i think that's a situation of picking your battles uh, and if it has gotten to that point and, and i guess that is your primary contact and, and you know you don't have anyone on side of the client that can kind of champion or approach it it probably is a case of you know sucking up and potentially doing what needs to be done um 
but also from there, I guess, you know, questioning if that's the type of client you want to work with, um, you know, depending on, on where you put your value around what you do, um, that, that could be quite detrimental to, to you being able to achieve the value that you've pitched. And I guess, you know, in the contract, what you've defined as your value. Um, and I think that really neatly highlights that this whole positive, um, you know, this whole disagreeing productively actually starts way, 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 way before, I guess, a disagreement happens. It, it, it starts when you're establishing the relationship and you're establishing, I guess, call it like the rules of engagement. So, you know, one of the things that that I've always done with any, I guess, client of mine um, is kind of establish, hey, here's how I work. Here's the value I contribute. And here's how I do that. And, and part of that is really clearly defining that my job is to make sure that every decision along the way is based on what is going to be the best outcome. And as part of that, there's going to be challenging assumptions within the organization or challenging perspectives. And just the same, I expect myself to be challenged to then make sure that I've articulated things correctly, validated things, and I'm on the right path. So that relationship bit and establishing the expectations of having disagreements and what that means and how they're beneficial happens, you know, way before you're having that disagreement or that differing of perspectives. Um, so it's kind of, there's groundwork to this. Yeah. I, th- I, I don't think you can be an order taker some of the time and then put your foot down and say, I'm the expert and listen to me. I, th- I think you need to build yep. a productive collaborative relationship always. Um, it's the same thing as we were saying before about kind of not speaking up and letting something fester for a while. If, if you are just doing whatever a client says and not adding any extra value on top of the outputs you're creating, then when it comes to that point where there's something that you strongly believe in and it pops up and you say, all right, I'm putting my foot down now. We're not doing this. I disagree. That, that's going to be quite confronting to that client yes. or that stakeholder or colleague or whoever you're working with. And that, that's going to be quite a challenge. You know, it's, it's not just a thing you do once off. It's an ongoing practice of being an advisor, being an expert, working collaboratively. And um, sorry, I cut out a little bit before, but I guess the other point is when you are disagreeing with a, a client or a vendor or a stakeholder or whoever, you don't, you can't, it's it's very rare that you can say hundred percent for certain that you are absolutely right as well. So Mm -hmm. you need to be taking, the onus is on you to really be thinking about the possibilities and thinking about, well, what if I'm actually wrong here? I'm acting in an expert role here and I'm providing my advice, but it's still my job to find out why the client or whoever feels so strongly about this why they're disagreeing with me and what common ground do we have we're both hopefully trying to achieve the same thing let's make sure that we're aligned with what the purpose is i think that you know that's that's really kind of taking some steps back and saying all right well let's Mm. where where is this coming from why why are we hitting you know this point where we're butting heads and we're just a bit stuck here i think that Mm -hmm. that's probably another thing just to keep in mind you know being an expert and advisor isn't about just giving orders to the client yeah, no one should be an order answer. taker and yep. yeah no one should be an order taker in the in the um in that in that working situation it should be collaborative I, th- I think there's you know two two takeaways there for me um one is having that self-awareness and that self-confidence i i find that someone being in that mindset of being able to go hey i could be wrong it, it takes a lot of confidence uh, to be in that mindset. And it takes a lot of confidence to when that becomes apparent to kind of just be happy and be able to roll with it and learn from it and adapt. 
Um, and the other thing that sort of came out of that is when you are in these situations, um, not everyone in that environment is perhaps, you know, they haven't all listened to this marvelous podcast about disagreeing productively. So that they, they, they may not kind of, I guess, be armed to kind of be thinking about all this stuff. So there is a duty on, on, I guess, uh, you to facilitate that conversation to be a, a situation where everyone is disagreeing productively and, and not letting it kind of descend into arguing. And, and, and I guess, you know, the worst thing that can happen is the conversation descends into an argument. There's no outcome. Everyone walks away. And then you start getting, I guess, factions kind of making decisions and, and that kind of tribal mentality happening in the background. And, and all of a sudden, the next time you meet up, you're already starting from a much, much, much worse position because this, this kind of tribal element and these factors and factions have been influencing each other. And, you know, confirmation bias has been running rampant. And now you've got two parties who disagree strongly and they both believe that they are really, really strongly right. And you've kind of, you know, ended up in a worse situation than, than initially with that first disagreement. So facilitating that conversation to get the best outcome possible, I think that's another thing to be really um, aware of and, and that will contribute to these disagreements being productive so they don't derail and kind of go down a really bad route because then it, it kind of comes harder and harder to come back from that, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are totally agreeing with each other a bit too much. Well, I mean, you know, um, maybe we have disagreed a few long enough, but we've just been really, really good at uh, disagreeing productively um, mm-hmm. along the way and, you know, using and uh, rather than but um, through a lot of this. So uh, so I, <laughs> I guess we... Yeah? That's right, you go. <laughs> so I, I guess we, we, we've covered a, a fair bit of um, uh, ground around this, around uh, kind of what is, uh, why is disagreeing important? I think that that's probably, you know, one takeaway that for me is, is is very important is that people actually listen to this and, and they just listen to the first bit and they go disagreement is important because it's valuable um, it's not conflict it's not arguing it's actually very valuable to making something better and evolving and getting better buy-in um, but any other closing comments you'd have around this topic matt well i was just gonna chuck in a, a bit of a shameless plug slash give you something to disagree with if uh that works Ooh, for you okay geez i, I don't know it's, do the plug and then i'll tell you if i disagree with it or not <laughs> well well first off i mean why um it's it's interesting because you posted something on linkedin about disagreement and um <laughs> you you, you uh, I, I said i've been thinking about disagreement a lot and you made the joke about us still being in sync even though we're not working together and talking to each other every day and um <laughs> why, why have you been why why have you been thinking about disagreement because I've been thinking about it as well. I find it fascinating that we're both thinking about the same thing. I think I've been thinking about it because I guess I've been having conversations with people around the place where I can just see disagreements kind of going down a path of not being aired. Um, and, and I think, you know, that for me is, is point in case that disagreements happen and people kind of run away from them. It's kind of got me thinking about it. Yeah. I've been thinking about disagreement a lot. I think I think about it all the time because I think it's just such a great tool for learning and i think conversations are like the 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 neglected tool that l and d could be could be using conversations (laughs) micro conversations um we you know conversations (laughs) happen in in the workplace all the time and i think we could be doing i would say we as a field um l and d could be doing a lot more to help facilitate those and um, not be a barrier to those i think that happens sometimes too 
But I, I, I do like disagreeing. And I, I, I was thinking, so here's my shameless plug because I've got a business okay. idea. And by oh, the time okay. this comes out, it should be launched. Um, right. So I, I feel like I don't have a, enough people in my life to, to disagree with. And the people that I can disagree with, you know, there's, there's a personal relationship there and you are at risk of ruining that relationship or affecting that in some way or, or getting, you know, yep. um, so sometimes a bit biased and, and the disagreement turns into agreement too quickly. So um, I, if you go to IWillDisagreeWithYou.com, you are able... <laughs> You are able to to hire me to disagree with you, um, and it's a new service. I've, 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 I'm coining argument as a service instead of software as a service, and it's a <laughs> disagreement platform where people can can basically uh, book in to first give a bit of information, just provide this is my point of view, and. Um, I will admit, I, I came up with the idea after a, a, a little, maybe a lot of whiskey. Um, but I woke up the next morning. That's, I that's thought, when the I, best I would, ideas happen. <laughs> they do. They do. Um, that and the shower. I, I, <laughs> I thought, what? Have, have drunk showers. Your ideas will be twice <laughs> as good. Um, <laughs> I. I thought I thought about this and I thought like I, I would actually there's been times in my life where I'd pay for this. So I don't think this is a million dollar business idea. Um mm-hmm. but I am I am I'm experimenting with it. I've got a whole list of ideas that I'm just trying to get out of my head and into the world and just so I don't have to think about them anymore. So um I, I've got to launch this one and as a bit of an experiment. And I, I just think you know, it's obviously not for everyone, but there are people out there who do like that kind of disagreement. And having someone that you don't care if you offend them um you know you're you're able to go in there and and if they get upset that you've disagreed with them it's it there's no long-term repercussions there but but actually having a productive disagreement about something to flesh out an idea help form an opinion about something and i think especially around kind of business ideas and, and and things like that um after I registered it, I was doing a bit of research to make sure. You know, sometimes you come up with an idea, you think, oh, am I stealing someone else's idea? I couldn't find anything, uh, any other, you know, I, I couldn't find IWillArgueWithYou.com or anything like that. <laughs> so um, <laughs> there's, no, there's no issues there. But, but I, did, I did find some articles about something called executive sparring, which is kind of like a coaching practice of yep. um, having an executive coach who will kind of do some intellectual sparring with you as well. So I guess that's kind of a, a more long-term kind of expensive version of, of what I'm thinking of there, but um, yeah, mentioning it on this podcast will make sure that I put the website up before you uh, you release it, which hopefully is gives me a couple of days. Well, I was just thinking about you know posting this in half an hour, so uh, yeah. <laughs> do you agree to that timeline? <laughs> well, tell me, do you do you disagree? Tell, tell me why that idea is stupid. Uh, uh, tell me why it's stupid. Oh, I have to disagree with you now. Um, I mean, you know, I think. People have enough, uh, I guess, disagreement and confrontation in their life. Why, why would I pay? Like, I mean, I can just, you know, go a few houses down and knock on someone's door and be like, hey, I think your car's a stupid color. And I'm sure I'll get a disagreement there and then. So, you know, that's, that's my opinion of why, why it couldn't work. But, um, but, but I do like that aspect of, of both, I guess, having that sounding board to evolve ideas because I think that's something that happens. And especially for people, I guess, who are – sole traders or contractors or something like that who are perhaps looking to put out a product or, or are working a bit in, in a silo, just having that sounding board and almost as a service to prepare to go into a client and do a pitch or, or propose something, it could be very valuable. Um, 
uh, do you take stakeholders into this and investors? Um, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm agreeing with you more and more. Um, but I think, you know, that, that to that, I guess, mental sparring capacity, it's almost like a, an opportunity to validate, hey, here's my pitch. Um, and then what did you think and, and how's it going to work? And, and having that disagreement of, well, here's the issues, here's why I didn't like it, I didn't understand this, 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 this. Um, and also just that aspect of developing the skill of being able to disagree and accept disagreement. Um, and just becoming more and more comfortable in that zone. So I, I, I think it's a it's a it's a great idea. I don't disagree that that is a valuable idea. Yeah, I think to the, agree with. Yeah, you you can. In you summary, can actually, I agree. You're actually. Um, I'm kind of half doing it as a joke, um, and I'll be surprised if I get any clients. But you're actually convincing me that I'm on to a thing. So uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you for your agreement. Uh, well, it's it's been uh, it's been a pleasure uh, agreeing with you, Matt. Um, as always, to anyone who listens to this podcast, and if you disagree or agree, uh, please do post your comments, questions, opinions, um, and, and kind of we'll, we'll obviously endeavor to, to kind of be able to get back to you and have a bit of a conversation around these things. Obviously, remember to subscribe to our podcast because then you get notifications when they pop up. And again, Matt, uh, it's been uh, great fun chatting with you. And uh, I think you agree this has been a really good podcast. Sure. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> Thank you, Raf. It's always it's always fun. Bye. Click next to continue.